Front Well, hello, listeners. This is a new episode of Frontline Records Rewind, and I'm your executive producer, Adele Meisenheimer. But today, I'm the host of the show because it's girl power today. Girl yeah. power. <laughs> yes, because I have with me two lovely ladies who have a rich, long, deep history with Frontline Records, Sandra Stevens and Allegra Parks. Hello. 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 So glad Thank you to for have inviting you. us to Absolutely. the show. Absolutely. Oh, well. Appreciate it. You know, Sandra and I have been connecting in recent times because she is still singing for Lanny Cordola, yes. especially his fundraising concerts. Yes. And I work the merch table. Yes, and quite so, well, I want to say. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and so, but we haven't had an opportunity to really, really get together and connect. So we did recently. And I asked her, hey, is there any way that you would share some studio stories and touring stories uh, with us about some of the artists that you've worked with? And so we were talking and I said, you know, sometimes artists like to bring someone with them. So she got right on the phone and called Allegra. <laughs> and she graciously said, sure, I'll yes, show up. This so is our, this is our history. Yeah. <laughs> it's so great to have both of you here. Thank you it's for great having to be here. Thank you. Thanks. Um, I'm going to start with Sandra because she has a really neat story about John Gibson, who we've had on the show. Yes. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to spoil it. So you you take it away, Sandra, and tell us uh, the, just the background, the story, the, the story. significance of John Gibson in your life and th yes. then where it went from there. So when I was a teenager, um, I did not listen to Christian music. I didn't think um, very highly of it. And so I remember telling God, I'm like, if you really want me to listen to Christian music, then you need to give me something that has some quality to it. And then I'll listen to Christian music. And I just said it like that. Well, my brother-in-law was a fan of John Gibson and he, we were, um, at his and my sister's um, house one day and he put this music on and it happened to be John Gibson. I didn't know it, it was John Gibson at the time. And this song came on that was, um, God will find you. Mm -hmm. And I heard that song and I literally started weeping mm -hmm. and crying. And I was just like, okay, God really hears me when I say something. He, he mm -hmm. really understands and he hears me and I after, thereafter I bought everything I could find of John Gibson and so when um we finally went into the studio to record with him on Forever Friends mm -hmm. um I was telling him the story I said mm -hmm. you know what I said I like seriously gave my life to Christ when I heard the song God Will Find You and at that point in time he was actually sitting at the piano and he began to play that song for me Aww. and I weeped I mean I weeped and he didn't he didn't play like you know four chords he played the entire song <laughs> and I felt like I had this personal concert with him and I literally just laid down on the floor and I just I just cried and I told him I'm like this song changed my life so John has always been like that that some someone special to me when it when it comes to his music. So it was definitely a joy and an honor when he asked us to um, participate in his projects. I was just like, oh, you've got to be kidding me! And so, um, so yeah, this, that's my story about John. There's many more, but that's my most favorite. I love my it. My most favorite. So, how did you ladies end up on? John Gibson album. I mean, did you, uh, what was the connection? Who hooked you up? So I'll let so, Allegra tell that. All right. 
So um, we go to, we at the time went to a church, Loveland, in, I guess it would have been considered in Rancho Cucamonga at the time. And there was a rapper, Jay Z and JC. Yeah. Jay Z and the Boys. JC and the Boys, oh, yeah. which is Dave Guzman. And we had done some work on his project. And he was kind of like saying, you know, well, we can get you some voice lessons, da, da, da. Because he was kind of talking about us kind of moving forward in, in the industry, if you will. And he goes, well, I know John Gibson and he can do back, you know, you guys can, we'll have him teach you guys backgrounds, basically. Or not backgrounds, but voice, voice warm-ups, like vocal techniques cool, and yeah. stuff. Not backgrounds, but vocal techniques and stuff like that. And then one day we were told to meet at the studio in, was it, was it Santa Ana? I, I can see it, yeah. Studio A, Frontline, uh-huh. the Studio yeah. A one, the nice one. Yeah. And it was, we were supposed to get uh, voice lessons. Okay. And I think we got maybe 10 minutes of voice les- lessons. And then he was like, okay, it's time for you guys. We, we want, I want you guys to do backgrounds on this. And the song we did was, the, um, the first one was um, You've Got to Love Somebody. We did backgrounds on... Um, you've got to love somebody, and wow. uh, it was our first session. I didn't know she had such a you know endearing love for him. I was like, <laughs> you know, so um, and and I don't know, think it was at that studio, but it was another studio where I, the joke was me telling him one day, uh, kind of didn't really know him, and was kind of telling him. You need to take baby out of all those songs. You know? <laughs> because he always said baby. And I'm like from gospel choir, you know, you move when the director tells you to move. And I'm like, why is he saying baby? And she kind of had to pull me aside and go, Allegra, that's what he does. So, um, but we did love somebody. Uh, and uh, from there, he, we were only supposed to do that song. And it was kind of the exchange, him do, teaching us vo- vocal lessons and mm. us do the backgrounds. Oh. And, uh, then he asked us, that's when he asked us, could you do the rest of the project? Wow. And another funny story with the Love Somebody song was that he, um, you know, I didn't do a lot. I didn't know a lot about studio, but I'd done a couple sessions where I know there's things called cut and paste. Uh-huh. And I can tell you on every song on the John Gibson where we're doing backgrounds, there is no cut and paste. He made us sing it out to the end of the track. And we would sit there and go, and if it was wrong, we have to start over because back then it was those tapes. Mm -hmm. It wasn't this little digital thing where I can fix it. It was like, no, do it, you know, and... And I remember just saying, has anybody heard a cut and paste around here? What is that? You know, and he was like, no, it's you get the essence. It's, it's noticeable. This is John, right? Yeah. It's noticeable <laughs> when you do cut and paste. It's kind of generic. It's, it, you know, it's mechanical. It, you get the more flow of it. Sometimes you say, I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> so that's, you know, that's kind of how we got to meet him. And, uh, yeah. and the rest is history. Yeah. It's been a friend since then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta love somebody. 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 You gotta love somebody.
Wow, something that started with bartering, voice warm-ups. Exactly. (laughs) Vocal techniques and lessons. That's great. Yep, yep. So on this project, Forever Friends, right? That's the one. What what songs stick out to you girls that, especially your participation in it, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I remember singing that. What's... Well, one of our favorites is Happy to Know Jesus. Happy to Know Jesus. Oh, oh excuse me. Yes, do it. <laughs> yes. That's excuse why me. we're yeah. here. Yeah. Happy. That's oh, yes. That happy, was mine. Yeah. I had to do it. Happy. Happy. <laughs> happy to Know Jesus was one of our um, favorites. My favorites was Found a Home. Mm. I just thought that song was just, it was just crafted so beautiful. Mm. And melodically, it is mm-hmm. just it's golden, and um, it's one of those songs that you can put on your headphones and just put on repeat mm-hmm. and just listen and listen and listen and listen. Mm-hmm. And the, the lyrics of it are so wonderful too. So, "Found a Home" was one of my favorites. Yeah, used and, to love doing that one live. That yeah. just take everybody in. Forever Friends. I liked Forever Friends. Forever Friends. Happy mm-hmm. to know Jesus. While we liked it, my what I remember about that song is the day I went in, by then he knew my voice mm-hmm. and, and the engineer. I can see his face, but I can't remember his name. He had glasses. I know. Last name began with an F, Feinstein or something like yes. that. Um, probably should have looked at the credits, but sorry. <laughs> um, I, my voice was out. It was it, it was not clear because I have a fairly clear voice mm-hmm. with recording. And I remember, and I was like, I'm stuffy. Da, da, da. John was like, just a minute, I have something. And he goes to the store, right? Remember? Yes. He, he goes did. to the store <laughs> and comes back and he puts together this concoction. Oh. And it was tea and cayenne pepper. Wow. Yes. And he told me to drink it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can I get some sweet and low sugar, honey, <laughs> yeah. something? And he was like, no. Drink that. He oh. goes, you'll be cleared up in a few. And he was right. I was wow. cleared up to be able to to uh, do the backgrounds on that because oh. he wanted that certain sound that I'd been delivering. <laughs> happy. Happy to know Jesus. So happy to know the key. Sold out. Something like that.
music you hear on Frontline Rewind episodes is available on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, and our own website, frontlinerecords.us. Remember that one time they were bringing in, it was the guy that worked, he was the percussionist at Columbia Studios. His name is Lenny. Right. Okay. And remember all of his gear came in. The guy was actually being brought, he was going to be doing all the percussions for the album right for the project and when we say he brought trunks yes, of did. gadgets yes he did and he wasn't there yet <laughs> oh. literally somebody delivered it he's that kind of remember was, right. was, as people from south africa say it was massive it was just t- and he just kept bringing it out and the and and the guy wasn't there yet the actual Artist, I mean, the, the, the percussionist yeah. wasn't there. And so we were told kind of not to mess with it because it had his name on it. Mm-hmm. Not John. John was like, ooh, look at this. <laughs> and he would be like, I remember he would be like, hey, wait, turn it on. Let's see what this does. And he'd be like, yeah. you know, and scratch it on stuff. And he's like, oh, what's this? And, yeah. and it was so That's the other funny. side of him, the kid in the studio. Oh, yeah. yeah, the kid in the studio. Yeah, don't go there with an agenda of like, okay, let's get in, get out. Like I, Like now if I do studio sessions, I'm like, okay, this shouldn't take us too long. It, like she said, oh, we're yeah. still here till three. Okay. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. was a, that was the fun. That was the, those were fun days. Those were absolutely fun days. Those were absolutely yeah. fun days. Yeah. Love hearing about John's personality there. Cause we've interviewed him on yeah. the show and it was so great, but I love having your perspective oh, yeah. of yeah. him in the studio. A, like I said, just wonder, he was always wonderful to us. Yeah. He really was. Yeah. He very focused yes. when he, um, when he did, his projects. I, for me, I remember writing a diary. I basically stayed at the studio till three or four in the morning. Um, would get in my car, drive to my job, sleep in the parking lot, and go to work. Then after work, I would go home, change clothes, and go back to the studio. And I want to say, I uh, did that probably for about maybe like a month or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. But I was just so, as we know, just enamored with how gifted he was. Yeah. And so he was relentless on himself when he was in the vocal booth. And he, I learned so much from him. Like I said, I, I wrote down a diary how he... Um, crafted songs in his head, how he approached them stylistically. Mm-hmm. Um, his his vocal range was, I don't think we've ever seen how beautiful his voice is because he, he does these songs and they're probably, you know, in this range. But he just has just this amazing range. And I just wanted to learn and absorb. And I was just a sponge. Mm-hmm. And so... I was constantly there and constantly um, paying attention to everything that he did, but very meticulous, mm-hmm. very meticulous in the studio. He knew what he wanted. He knew how to get it vocally. And um, and if he didn't, he would just keep at it until he was satisfied. Mm. So I learned, I learned a lot from him. I really, really did. It was, it was um, one of my best learning experiences. Mm-hmm. With John. Wow. Yeah. And he required, he was, I would say, I would also say, and it was the expectation with us, but it was really, now that that I look back on it, he pulled the best out of us. Yes. We never got to slack on anything because, like I said, back then it wasn't no fix it in the mix Mm -hmm. kind of thing. They didn't really have that type of um, Mm -hmm. engineering abilities, if you will. But I really, I've worked with, <laughs> I have worked with other producers. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and, um, you know, I've walked out of sessions feeling like, God, I cannot sing. That's what they just taught me right now. I, I suck as a vocalist. Oh. Um, never felt that way with John. Mm. Ever. Mm. Ever. And I don't actually, and now that I think about it, I don't even know how he did that because I know we had to get on his nerves when we had to do it over. And you know, the, mm. that's the thing. He was never critical. He was, no. Never, wow. never critical. No, he just we never it heard, Yeah, we never heard any anything negative from him really while, we, while we were in the studio, ever. Wow. And I mean, back just, then, we weren't. 
we sang together with the group, but from right. a studio sense, I mean, there's a difference from singing live with, you know, yes, you're supposed to make sure you're harmonizing, obviously, and, and yeah. blending. But when you go to put that on tape, yeah. you have to be on point. Yes. Now they can they can fix it so that everybody's equal. We had to. So that was a lot of what our, we had the notes, but a lot of it was getting us to literally blend and mesh where right. it was one voice, but it was two parts. And that, I think a lot of time was because we really didn't have too many problems with notes. I mean, right. I, I probably no. did because it was Yeah, no. Um, but you're but, right. It, yeah. was, it was learning how, it was learning the studio chops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the... And the, we cut our teeth with him because anybody else would have probably been like, don't, send, don't bring them back. Oh, yeah. But he was never critical. That is a very good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were just excited and yeah. happy. We were like, oh, we're in the studio. Oh, this is fun. Oh, okay. Three o'clock in the morning. Not a problem. Okay. You want us back in yep. two hours? Okay. Not a problem. <laughs> you know, so we were true. just, we were just rolling in there and we were just so excited. And, and like I said, I could totally speak for myself. I was just, it's John Gibson. What do you require? We can deliver. Yeah. And she we would will. be like, she'd be like, okay. I'd be like, mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. For just wow. <laughs> Telling you, his vocal ability, there is no smoother or yeah. sweeter voice. Yeah. And he, his pitch is just Perfect. wow. Do you think we are forever friends? I need you when I was just a I'm
That was Forever Friends yeah. off of the album by John Gibson yeah. titled Forever Friends. Yeah. That was good times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good times, good times. From John Gibson's album, we move on to the next frontline artist that you met. Next frontline artist we met, Scotty! Scott Blackwell in the house. Scotty. Whoop, whoop. Scotty Blackwell, that was, um, those were fun, fun, fun days. Long drives, that's all I remember. Long drives. With the dog. Yes. <laughs> Tell us Long more. Drives. Scott, Scott's place was in the, was in the um, valley. The valley. It was yeah. in the valley. Yeah. It was in the valley, so it was probably like maybe, what, a we two-hour drive? Well, yeah, because we were coming from um, Ontario. Yeah. And driving out there. It was probably like a, a two-hour drive. Those were late nights too. Very. I have late. many memories of of falling asleep in the um, vocal booth mm. till four o'clock in the morning, mm. or locking myself in the vocal booth and writing lyrics. Mm. Um, and as we know, Scott was new to that genre and actually new to being a Christian too. And but house music was his his legacy that's what he was known for in new york and a, a truly popular among a, a great many secular crowd mm-hmm. but he had no clue of uh christian music or christian christian house and so when he met us i remember um him handing us a cassette <laughs> of the songs music, just of just music, music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and us not really listening to um, house music at all no. or having absolutely no clue we were about church house girls. music. We didn't go around dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, um, I, I didn't know the beginning or the middle or the end. And so I actually had to call someone to say, okay, can you tell me where is the beginning? Where is the middle? Where is the end? Where does the chorus come in? Is there a bridge? Is in the song at all? And because there were no... Um, Rules. parameters and yeah. no rules and there mm. was nothing out there like that he just kind of let me do what I wanted so I I mean as we were talking about before mm-hmm. I wrote like a book on <laughs> all the songs that that I wrote for him and it was just so many words and like I said because there were no parameters we just went with it and he never said no. He never said no to um, any lyrics I came up with or any melodies I came up with. He literally let mm-hmm. us have our head at that. And we just had so much fun because it was a dream come true, number one. I remember standing in my um, standing in my living room and I had called you over and, mm-hmm. and I was just weeping because yep. it was something that I had asked God for, mm-hmm. and this was handed to me. And so we, I mean, the lyrics, they felt like, mm-hmm. like somebody opened up just not a window, but like a river and just lyrics just poured. So song after song, after song, after song, after song mm-hmm. came. And when it was time for us to present to him what we had written, I remember she's being so gracious. She most wrote, most wrote wrote most of it. I might have in, um, injections here and there, but <laughs> she's the writer for sure. But when we when we presented him mm-hmm. with uh, the songs, I remember going to the studio and he was uh, in this rolling chair with wheels on it, mm-hmm. and he popped the he popped the the tape in and said go. And I just began singing the song. And so he's in this rolling chair and he starts turning in the rolling chair while I'm singing it. And I'm like, good, he's liking it. Oh, good. Oh, good. And from then on, we just, we became like the team. Yeah, you guys were the, the dynamic duo, absolutely. And, um, yeah. And like I said, he never said no. And just, just went with all the stuff. But like I said, his music was fun. And it was, it was kind of freeing because you you get up there and and not only are you singing these songs, but then he's DJing and he's mixing, and it's just songs that you just dance with abandonment. Mm. And so that was that was the fun, the fun part of of writing. Like I said, being in the studio and him going, okay, we need another song, 
Okay, go in the vocal booth, and I'm in there with, you know, and I believe I still have the pads of writing many lyrics down, and okay, I like that one. All right, let's roll with it. And getting up and and going going for it. And like I said, he never said no. I, I do want to say I really appreciate that about him. Um, he never, never said no. It's like, okay, let's do this, so... That was that was truly fun. Mm-hmm. What well, was fun one of your favorite first songs that you wrote that got recorded? Well, our first one was not going not back. Not going back. Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. My little small part. It's <laughs> <laughs> your part of Legra. It was great. Yes, though. yes. That not going back. And at that song is almost it's a it's like a Job song, and it's like I said, I was conversing with Satan one day. You know? Yeah. Said you really should come back to me and just come my way. I can offer people places and lots and lots of things. Soon you'll forget about Jesus and be caught up in the swing. Said I, I don't think so. I made up my mind. I'm pushing fast forward, baby. Not rewind. So there's nothing you can offer me and nothing you can say that will make me forget Jesus and just go your way because I'm not going back. And um, I don't that, think so. Don't cut off my little okay. part. All right, I don't my part. part. Can I have my part? So, so yeah, that was that oh. was our first one, and that's the one when um I sang that song to him that he yeah. kept turning around oh, in the I chair. That. He was he, he was, was like smiling. Yeah, I he, he was, was patting like, his yes. foot and it's bobbing his head and turning around in the chair, and I'm like, yes. So that was that was our first, mm-hmm. and that ended up on mixed trip to a gospel house. No, that no. was that on uh, walk on the wild side. Oh, okay, that was the walk on that the wild side. That was the walk on mm-hmm. the wild side, mm-hmm. and um, that was the first one that we got airplay on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got airplay all across the country um, on that one, and I want to say Look, got up to oh, twenty. I don't know oh, I don't know. The we weren't in the top twenty. Yeah, I, I think we got twenty three. You know, on CCM. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that was fun. So the name of the song, it's on the album Walk on the Wild Side by Scott Blackwell. And it is Not Not Going going Back. back. Let's hear it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so do you have any drums in your house?
At FrontlineRecords.us, we have all kinds of goodies. Artist bios, links to all the music, and a free music offering when you sign up for the newsletter. Check it out. FrontlineRecords.us. Oh, oh Lord I have to mercy. tell this. Oh, Lord <laughs> have mercy. I'm going to let you. Okay. But I'm a mirror of what yes. she did. This was okay. funny. Go ahead. So, it was, which we, one was it? It was Prince's Club. Prince had a oh. club in L.A. And we went there to perform. Well, before we were going to perform, they had this woman she was stripping in, on a pole well, behind she us. Stripping. She was on. She, she was, was gyrating. Yes, she was, she was gyrating. gyrating on a pole behind us in red. So it was a red curtain. Yes. And behind us, she's in shadow. And I said and this to them, one, "This." One, I, I said to them because I'm. I'm She's I'm like, a little bit bold. Yes, I said, did. if she, she continues, she will drop dead when we start singing about Jesus. I guarantee you. She was like, she has to come down. She was yeah. like, she can't be up there while we're singing. I was yeah. like, oh my God, she's coming in people's club telling them what to yeah. do. And I remember I remember walking into that club, going in the Viper? back. Was it the Viper Room? No, it wasn't the Viper. So we did a Viper we did, Room. We yeah, we did, did do a Viper okay. Room. This was, I want to say, like I said, Prince had this club. And I remember um, going in the back and I was crying because I just said, God, this place Mm -hmm. is just, you could feel this was just not godly. And I remember him telling me, which is why I do to this day, because people always ask me, why do you wear no shoes? He says, wherever you take off your shoes, you are on holy ground. Mm. And that was the first time that I took off my shoes mm. and I walked out on stage and I performed. And I always do it now because we have been some places like mm. the Viper Room and mm. all sorts of places. And I'm like, wherever we put our feet, mm. that's holy ground. We will take ground mm-hmm. for God. Mm. And, and um, I remember you saying, because I, again, I was church girl. You know, like, ooh, I have no business being here. What in the <laughs> world is going on? And I remember her saying, and it was in the bathroom, where after she told them they're going to take that girl, that lady can't be up there. Yeah. The naked, you called her the naked lady. Yes. That woman had clothes on, but we didn't know. Whatever she was in was skin tight, that's for uh. sure. And I remember uh, Sandra saying this, and I've always said that no matter where I go to minister, though a lot of it's in churches, but I've always remember you said, we are the Jesus they will see. Mm-hmm. They're not going to come into a church mm-hmm. and meet Jesus. We are. I, you didn't say it that way, but that was basically the mm-hmm. essence. Is like we are the only Jesus that they will, they most likely will ever see. Yeah. So that's what we need to show. Remember in the bathroom after, after the naked lady, mm-hmm. wherever it was. Yeah. Remember, um, people were in the bathroom. Well, we kind of went to the restroom and, and they were like, "That was so good." Da 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 da. And we got to tell them a little bit about the Lord and stuff. Yeah. And, and they were very respectful. Yeah. I remember that because I just knew we were gonna get booed because mm. we cut yeah. off their music to get up there and do. We sure did. I'm not going back. Right. Yeah. I remember that. And the, and the, and the thing was is. There is nothing about our music that was subtle. No. And and when I wrote the lyrics, like I said, I was writing a book. You might as well have taken chapters out of the Bible. I was like, there is no way. Because I, I remember being interviewed about, um, uh, about Scott's music. And I remember telling them, I'm like, you know, some people go, ah, this is not. And, and I said, they haven't listened to they haven't listened to the song. They heard the music, and that was it. I said because I am making sure that I am a hundred percent word driven. There is no well, maybe it could mean, and maybe it could not mean. Right. No, without a doubt, you know this is straight Jesus. Yeah, coming at you a hundred percent. Yep, you don't. I'm not waffling. I'm not trying to make it so that you go. Okay, I'll accept. No, because people need Jesus. Mm-hmm. No matter how much that people want to water down something, when someone needs Jesus, they don't want it watered down. That's right. They want what can I do to change my life to make it better mm-hmm. to make the rain go away. Mm-hmm. And that was. My purpose when I was writing those songs, I was I was thinking to myself, like, yeah, you're gonna be dancing, but you're, you're gonna, gonna get be hit with you're, something. You're, like, those what? lyrics, are, mm-hmm. you're gonna keep them going on in your head, and yeah. which is why, like, love come down. 
Love Come Down. Love Come Down has the whole love yeah. chapter of Corinthians yeah. in it. Le- Never Le- yeah. Never anger. Yeah. Always exactly. and kind. All, all yeah. that's in there. Leroy's, like- Leroy's Love Come Down is a basic love letter to God. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. That, Even though it's on top of Evelyn yeah. Champagne King's exactly. Love Comes Down. but that And that's my favorite song. Even though yeah. we did um, Not Going Back, Leroy's Love Song, I still sing that song to myself because that it just puts me in a, in a higher mindset mm-hmm. of of what God has done for us. You wake know? up in Let's the morning. Now. Yeah. Let's hear it now. Let's hear it now. Intro it in. Yep. Yeah, with some Wake up in the morning with a smile on my face. Knowing deep in my heart that nothing can erase it. Governations moving over me. Love came down and covered me. Me. That's what I'm feeling. It's an awesome joy. Nothing and nobody could ever destroy. Jesus brought to my life this feeling. Left me willing, willing, and I can't help but love you. 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 That's it.
So you're in the studio, mm-hmm. Walk on the Wild Side. Yes. Now, this this next couple projects that came out, Mixed Trip to a Gospel House. Mm-hmm. I think you were doing maybe a little touring with Scott about this time, and uh, well, we were we were doing we were doing touring with both at the same time. Yes, with Scott and with John, Scott and John okay. at the same time. Right, and it was a combination of um, I want to say Scott songs. It was. Um, Walk on the Wild Side, as well as or not Once Upon a back. Time. Yeah, and, yeah, I think you're right. Because, yeah, okay. the, the, Once Upon a Time. The Once Upon a Time mm-hmm. um, stuff. Well, we had fun songs on that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were going, like I said, Magic Mountain, yeah, Knott's Berry Farm. Mm-hmm. We'd, we'd perform at one place with John and run through the She's park. She's not telling the story. Let me yes. tell you. Okay, go on. Like, yeah, story. Go She's messing us up. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay, Knoxbury Farm wasn't so bad. Oh, remember Knoxbury Farm? We had to, what was his name? Soda? Soda? We had Soda. Who was teaching us dance moves. Ha! But we did good. We did um, good. For Scott Blackwell's stuff. And then, but the Magic Mountain one was the one where the venues were far apart. Yes. And so they literally took us because we had times, you know, because I think there were two shows for yeah, each of them. Yeah, there were two shows for each. Right? And they weren't far apart. I remember there wasn't, I mean, there wasn't a lot of time between them. And so they actually had somebody escorting us up and over this mountain. Back yes. then, I was not in shape. Now I could have handled it. But back yes. then, I was like, oh, my God, what are we doing? Because we had to change, go back up because yes. we changed clothes because yes. it was a different vibe for Scott's. Right. Scott's genre music, Bright if you will. Colors and hats. Bright colors, that whole thing. And then over to John's. We, we came had, back to. We had blue blue and black. Yeah, blue and black. We I were more pictures. conservative. More, yes. Yeah, yes, more kind of toned down. Yeah. So we had to do that. And they were sitting there going, gosh, sucks to be you. <laughs> they were sitting down lounging back between between the set, between the, yeah. the two shows. And we're like running over like mad people. It was yeah. too funny. But that was a great time. But that, that, was, that was fun. My mother actually showed up at one of those shows. And um, I heard, same yeah. baby. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh. hold up. <laughs> Could you turn up the lights, please? <laughs> That's my mother in the audience. And it, was, and it was so cool because she had flown in. Um, to to see yeah. to see us, so that yeah. was that was fun. But yes, that was those were busy days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. were busy days in between touring with um, Scott and and John and John was all over the place. Yeah, too. We so we, I mean, and... up in the up in the mountains at every um, Christian. Um, was there some? I remember it being at Estes yeah. Park. I know it was in the mountain. It was actually at a ski resort. It was at a ski resort. Because I remember, even though there was no snow at the time, but it was cold, and there were slopes, and everybody was on the slopes listening to the music. It was some type of uh, festival or something. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that, and it was pretty cold. Yeah, it was was a lot. It was fun, though. And then, of course, you know, we toured with Scott, too. So we went all over with Scott. Mm -hmm. and, um, And what kind of gigs were those with Scott? Well, the one I got to go with him was, um, I remember it being at a gymnasium type thing, um, and a bunch of kids, it was kind of a dance thing, and uh, I think it I think I went because they said you, you couldn't go that time. Mm. And uh, I, rem- <laughs> I remember, I was kind of sharing, I was sharing with you guys, as you remember, um, the commercial southwest commercial that talks about you call out the wrong city well i kind of did that yeah. and i i remember going all right chicago <laughs> and it was like a hush fell over the crowd and i was like whoa and it was like oh we're in aurora illinois and i was like oh <laughs> man yeah. so every time i see that commercial i fondly remember that but it was a blessing i do remember a young girl giving her life to to Christ, yeah. and, and then I kind of went back to my roots going, yes, Jesus loves you, yes. And I just held her, and she just cried, yeah. and she cried. Mm-hmm. And Scott was like, what did you think? I was like, I wish it would have been on video <laughs> so we could remember. <laughs> yeah, so we, we... And you had some really good ones yeah, with Yeah, we too. traveled, we did Cornerstone, we did um, Flavo, mm-hmm. and um, is that... Switzerland? No. No, where's it? Where's Flavio? Holland. Mm. Flavio's in Holland. Um, I say there's no state we did not hit. 
So you're talking wow. Florida, you're talking Tennessee, you're talking Oklahoma, you're talking Seattle, you're talking um, uh, Idaho. And we performed everywhere. We performed at um, festivals, uh, churches, um, uh, radio shows. Remember we did the we did the radio show too for is it was it KYMX? Oh, it sounds familiar. Yeah, to the radio shows. Um, yeah, all over. And like I said, it, it was always fun because most of the people actually knew Scott from his secular days. Mm. So it was like we get there and they're like, oh. But then the music, He there were so many people that wrote letters about how the music changed their life and how... Um, liberating it was mm-hmm. that they could finally dance and they could finally dance to Christian music and there was Christian music that they could that they could dance to and listen to at the same time and we got we got letters from I mean the age range was just huge I mean adults to kids to teenagers like she said people who gave their life to Christ, um, and from all over the world. Well, I want to thank you ladies for being here for this episode. We're going to have another episode with you, and we're going to talk about another favorite frontline artist, Lanny Cordola. (laughs) That's going to be our next episode. But um, just thank you so much for sharing uh, your rich stories and history and Frontline was so much better because of you, and uh, you brought so much to the artists and to uh, the people who benefited from the music, and you sacrificed on the road and all that with... Many days. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of of time in the studio, and and I just want to thank you on behalf of the listeners today. Um, So we'll be back... Uh, we'll talk more, and uh, yes. thanks for being here today. Absolutely. Thank so you this is, having thanks us. for having us. Oh, yeah. This is Adele signing off with Sandra Stevens and Allegra Parks. Thank you so much. <laughs> Frontline, frontline, mm. frontline, line, rewind, frontline, 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 line, rewind, 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 rewind, frontline, frontline,